Hey, what's up, y'all? What's good? What's so, your tea? This is our. This two. is our anniversary. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Wait. Do you know what today is? Hey, it's our anniversary. Hey. Uh, uh. <laughs> Should I put that in? <laughs> I forgot that song. Yeah. Did you? I think you did it last time. I'll put that in. I'm going to put it right here. Boom. All I really want to say, darling, today's a special day to call my own. So take me in your arms and hold me and tell me you love me. This is your girl Diamond, and oh my god, <laughs> we are on our three-year anniversary. And how many days is that? How many days is that? Yeah. Um, that is three hundred and sixty-five times three, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. That's a thousand ninety-five. I didn't ask the no math today. <laughs> so we decided that we went to our analytics and the good thing about SoundCloud is SoundCloud lets us know who our listeners are and it allows us to see who has been listening the most to our show which is kind of like oh wow and so the person who is tr of trans experience that is in the number two, well, in the number one spot of trans experience, but there's a, a cis woman who beat her out <laughs> for the number one spot but of trans experience. Um, the number two spot was UA. So we decided to bring UA on to help us co-host this three-year anniversary episode. Hi, UA. Hey, hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? Thank you so much, Diamond. The uh, Mia Marshes play all of y'all for inviting me back again. Um, just a reminder, I'm actually the native trans girl who did the uh, what's it called? I'm a two two spirit. The I long walk. The long walk. Girl, so nice to meet all of you, and I'm really excited for today's episode. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So of course, we're just kind of going off the cuff. We just want to talk about what this year has been like what this um you know just you know what the journey has been for the past three years but particularly this past year 
and talk about, you know, some of our um, highlights. It hasn't been anything bad, so we ain't got to talk about any. Well, I guess COVID is bad. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we want to talk about our highlights and, you know, what have been some of the feedback on um, our show. So I wanted you to start it off. (laughs) Ladies first. No, it's okay, because we know we're not binary. So you can go. We're not. We're not. Okay. Well. What? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. Did you really just have to like question me <laughs> that we're not binary? I said we are binary. No, we're not. We're not. You think our relationship is? Yeah. Don't it? Okay. Whatever. I'll go first. <laughs> I still don't know about socially, but visually, it's quite binary. <laughs> <laughs> right. Socially, it's not. It's not. Well, this is oh, don't go, even. I'll okay, we're first. not going to get into that. Just go ahead. Go I'll first. first. We'll let right. you go first. All right. So for me, it's been cool because I was able to get top surgery um, in the midst of all this craziness. And I just kind of been trying to zone out from the craziness and just be in my own world again for a second. Like, I feel like that's needed sometimes. Um, what else? Oh, the past year, past year. Um, we've, me and Mia grew a lot as far as communication. Oh. And it's got super far as far as like, I don't know, like a lot of the time we would fight over miscommunication and it was, it would be like simple stuff, but now it's like, oh, I get it. Like right off the rip. I can't come up with an example right now, but maybe she could, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's been cool so far. I've been in my own zone. Like I, I kind of have excuse now to stay away from folks. And it's been amazing because now I don't feel guilty for like avoiding people and avoiding family and avoid just avoiding people. It's fun. <laughs> work, 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 work. And that, that's really all it's been for me is just uh, just really focusing on myself and my money and yeah, doing me. Well, that's beautiful. That's Thank not, you. That's so sad. I'm happy for you. I am. Because you're growing. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I've just been trying to figure out how many dicks I got to suck to get to the top. Because (laughs) I'm 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 tired of being a hoe. I'm ready to hang my hoe card up. If any, if, if there's any, you know, um, sugar daddies, my ticket to get out the game is like $35,000 and I'm good. Like, so I've been trying to figure out what I can do in order to get that, that ticket pasty. Now, my true issue is scheduling and... Juggling different aspects of my life and also be um, president both like at the um, 
at the amount that I want for both parts. So like for work, like I'll see if I give all my all to work, I won't have, I'll lack in my personal life. So it, it's just like trying to balance that. Um, but for all in all, like I'm a, I've always been a hustler. So, and I've, I've always figured out a way to survive. So I've figured out different ways to survive. And it, it was just interesting because like during the pandemic, there were things that I didn't think of now back then because I wasn't forced to do so. So I, so now that I'm doing, uh, figuring out different ways to make money, I keep thinking like, damn, if I had this mindset when I was like, I had more freedom before the pandemic, I, I could just imagine how much money I can make. So right now I'm just trying to figure out different revenues and income so that I can um, just, to, if, if, just just grow because um as a trans person um who does he's okay with the pot binary i'm tired of my transition to uh i'm, I'm tired of my focus being primarily my trans transition i just want to get that over with that way i can focus on different things you know like my mother like her credit you know get a house but you know maybe pop some babies out of here you know i don't know i definitely want a career but I know that I want to do something that I love. I don't want to do something that I have to do because I know it's going to make me a coin. But what I'm really excited about, because if it's sure you don't keep playing with me, I'm going to find another job. And I'm excited to see how I can use my privilege as far as my name and my gender marker being changed, because I haven't been able to do that in the workforce. I've always, it's always been something that stopped me. And I could see how it stopped me within the workplace. Gotcha. So uh, y'all went into like life, life stuff. I was talking about for the podcast. Y'all went into life stuff. Life has been actually, I, 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 I've been kind of ashamed to talk about it. But it's our three-year anniversary, and I'm not going to be ashamed to talk about it. COVID has allowed me to thrive. I'm sorry. COVID has, yeah, it, it has, I'm not out spending coins, <laughs> so my account looks love. I'm not, I'm not um, traveling as much, so my account looks love. I'm just sitting home doing nothing, and whatever work that I'm doing is just sitting in my account. So it's just love. We have been able to um, focus on our growth. We have been able to focus on our, um, you know, just, just everything in regards to, like, all my energy went in this year to um, just kind of grow Marsha's Play. Just, um, I, I, I told myself that this year we were going to do more interviews. We were able to do more interviews. I told myself that we were going to, get more features in other places. We did that. I told myself I was going to do a, everything that I said that I was going to do in regards to the podcast, I've done. And a lot of people helped us along the way. I mean, like in January, um, shout out to um, Terrell Starr. He got us an interview with um, The Root. That, that came out in January, in the beginning of January. Shout out to... Melissa Brown over at Stanford um, in the beginning of February. I was able to speak at Stanford. 
Um, and it, it just has opened, this year has just opened up a lot of doors. Will at Wake Forest, um, a f- professor at Wake Forest, one of our listeners, I think his name is Will Mosley. I think so. And yeah. him, he has put our, he has put, I, I see in our analytics, I see links to schools. And he was one of the first schools that I could tell in our analytics that he's sharing our stuff in, you know, some of his, in some of his coursework. And so once I saw him do it, I see other people in other schools. It, it literally showed links to schools. And once I click them, I can't even get in because I'm not a student. So I can tell that other like colleges are using our work to teach people about transness, to teach people about whatever their, their course, coursework is doing. So that is my dream. My dream is to create content that people can learn from, to create content that people can relate to, to create content that people um, have fun listening to. I really want people to come every week and enjoy us, uh, our kikian, our antics, our foolery, our fuckery, all that shit. I want you to enjoy it and kiki with us, but also learn something too. And that's what, and I think this third year, we really have gotten into our groove. <laughs> we really, this, this past year has really um, gotten into our groove. We mesh well. Not that we never, not that we didn't, but um, we really get into, you y'all really seeing our personalities. Yeah, it seemed like we all getting into our own individual thing now. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, no, me and me didn't really do nothing before, but now we doing our own little things. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. That makes but sense. Like, I feel like, I guess you, from a listener standpoint, over the time that you've been listening, because you've been listening since the beginning, um, what have you actually seen in our transition? Have you seen a better quality? Don't judge us after this COVID stuff, because we know the quality of sound has went down. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, what what have you, from a listener standpoint, what have you experienced? Um, I will say that... um just on the, I guess, technology side, your equipment, again, not including the Zoom stuff because we have no control over Zoom, but your audio and everything like that has improved a lot. Um, You know, my eardrums are no longer ringing from Mia shouting. Um, I'm not having to turn up the volume button when Z speaks because Z's voice is just nothing but bass. The technology side, y'all have really improved. I'm actually really proud of y'all. Just because I do believe that when people really care about their uh, their products, they really invest into it. And you know, Marsha's Marsha's play that really showed. Um, I think the other thing is, um, I really do feel like Z and Mia have grown a lot in terms of like your engagement and your dialogue. Like you guys are a lot more learned if that's a word you guys are a lot more learned you guys are a lot more knowledgeable than the beginning um you guys have a lot more to uh, uh put in it's not just diamond you know throwing out the academic jargon and stuff you guys are also throwing some stuff out too which i'm actually really um as a listener i'm like yes this is what i tune in for i'm looking for growth 
in um, a lot of stuff because I'm tired of podcasts where it's like the same old boring stuff over and over and there's no growth there's no dynamic there's no nothing it's actually one of the reasons why I like coming back to Marsha's play is because y'all are growing there's something new to learn every day each and every one of you always have some type of story to tell especially diamond <laughs> and i will say the other thing i do like about marcia's plate was even though it started off as a black trans focused you guys actually did what a, not a lot of podcasts do is go outside your demographic um and i'm speaking from experience y'all invited me a, a trans native person um, a non-black native person. Y'all are, um, y'all also invited cis queer women. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just so many things. Y'all also invited cis black men, which yeah. I thought was very cool. I think you guys are kind of growing and trying to reach a larger audience instead of just sticking to like the, you know, what, what you deem as safe. Um, you guys are very daring, which is what I like. I think I think what what I'm what I what I think what we're trying to do is particularly this year I my mind was how can I get people on guests that can enrich and teach people outside of our community because it gets to a point where sometimes we are preaching to the choir like we, we're really talking to our folks, so we were not really not necessarily teaching them anything. They, they kind of know it's almost like, yes, preach, 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 preach. I really wanted to bring people on who were, you know, kind of expanding the conversation. We want to expand the culture. So bringing somebody like consciously on, bringing somebody like Kim Foster, a cis woman, cishet woman, um, bringing you on to, because there's a lot of incidents where, um, Native Americans are even more marginalized than black folks. And so it's really important if I'm talking that shit about, you know, centering the least among us, I can't not talk about Native folks. You know what I'm saying? Because we're on their land, even though we got shipped over here, it was important for me to bring that narrative and make the connection between black folks and, and Native Americans. Um, in my... In, in my mind, I feel like that's those conversations, making those connections is what pushes culture forward. And that's the whole goal. Mm-hmm. I will say for me, as far as podcast wise, it's embarrassing to listen to earlier episodes because I was way more reserved, way more, um, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of just on like a not necessarily on this like a complete cishet man level of thinking but it was pretty close and it was like it was you know it's interesting to see my growth too but it's embarrassing to watch i will say that and just having to have a um, certain amount of humility in a lot of situations are also um tough to think about because I know people are seeing it and listening to it and like, what the fuck? Like, this is trash. But it's just the reality of things. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of am just like, okay, I'll make myself a kind of sacrificial, not sacrificial, but I'll just, I'll just, um, just be honest as I can because that's really all I could do. 
So that's also interesting to watch. And I think that's what we all do. Like, I feel like we all try to be as honest as, well, I try to be, I'm sorry. Well, I try to be honest into an extent where people can relate to me as a, as a person versus like this entity that's above people and I'm trying to So you mean all of us as in Marsha's play? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I feel like that's how like that's why a lot of people can relate to us because we're not trying to put on this face of like, oh I'm that girl and I'm I'm I have to be politically correct and I have to be well spoken. I feel like even though we we don't fit that stereotype, we still are able to reach people where they 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 are triggered to think outside of the box. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So let's go into... Let's go into some of the most popular episodes that we have, not o over the whole existence of Marsha Play, but this particular, um, this particular year. Um, you at? So, the most popular episodes for this past year from Marsha's Play um, would actually be episode 109, Fanning the Flame, uh, episode 137. <laughs> Tony, Rihanna. Episode 108, Zahir's Dad. Um, episode 142, The Sting featuring Diamond's younger brother, Rakim. Uh, episode 117 is Being Trans Brave. And I believe that one was talking about the whole Nikki tutorial situation. So those are the most popular shows of uh, actually this past year for Marsha's Plate. I'm not surprised. Those were good. They were. They were actually my favorite was um the one about your dad, Z. Yeah, that was a good one. I I just <laughs> I remember cringing in my fucking chair every time. Like it was just so uncomfortable, but it was just so fucking raw and so real. Yeah. Because we all know cis men and cis women who are like that. Especially in the South. Exactly. In your family. In your family, we, we've all, ex if you're a trans person, you have experienced this type of conversation 
You have experienced this type of conversation. And a lot of times you don't have somebody there to support you in the conversation. A lot of times you don't, sometimes it's just blindsiding you. Sometimes you're just, you know, you, you don't, we've all been in that situation as a trans person, unless you're some new age person that had your family support you from the beginning. But right. you know, back in the day, huh? White. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not all the time. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, unless you had, you know, the, uh, just a just a free experience, most people have had those kind of hard, tough conversations with their parents. And even when I was editing that episode, uh, you know, when I, I purposely put that little laser sound <laughs> when, <laughs> when when your dad um, was misgendered, but was not not just misgendering, but using your old name, name yeah. and I did that on purpose. I could have cut them out, but I did that sound on purpose because I wanted people to hear every time it was said. So you can, if even if you if, even if you uh, are not trans. You will get that laser zap every because it feels like a fucking laser zap to a trans person when you are when you are using their old name when you're using the wrong pronoun. We pay attention every fucking time. Every time you do it, it's not like ooh, we ca it's just blending with the conversation. No, every time you use our old name, it's like boom, boom. It's like a awareness that's like a hyper awareness. Uh huh. Okay. I just keep, I get triggered. All I keep, all I keep hearing is that you're trying it. You're trying it. We can't you're even pay attention it. to what you're talking to us about because right. you're weeding us out. Like you're disrespecting us. So we can't even, even if you're trying to tell us something that you, and you might be right, or you might be making some good points. You are using the wrong name and you're being disrespectful. So we can't, I know me, I can't even pay attention. I can't even pay attention to what you have to say because if you can't respect me, why am I listening to you? And so right. I wanted to keep that on the show. I wanted to keep, I wanted to put that little stupid, silly ass laser sound on there. So every person who's listening, they can be not necessarily triggered as we are, but you can hear how many times it's, uh, we are being disrespected in this conversation where they know they're coming to a trans-centered <laughs> they know they're coming to a transgender conversation and trying to work out your dad knew that he's coming to this conversation to teach people because we talked about it to to be open to be vulnerable to be honest your dad knew that and still in that moment some parents would try to adjust a little bit he did not and that's real talk motherfuckers don't always do that <laughs> it's crazy though is it's been like before that conversation it's been like a year like some long months or almost a year since we had an actual conversation like an actual real conversation especially around my transness i remember when i came out to him my sister he didn't he never responded to it my sister asked him, you know, you ever going to talk to Z about anything, you know, and then he was like, I don't have nothing to say about that. I don't know what to say about that. So that conversation, people are actually able to hear us actually have the first conversation about him. And then, you know, I basically let him spill his feelings and it was a disservice to myself to not actually spill mine. 
but it, I knew that there's a stigma that um, trans people don't let them don't because they already think I don't let them hear. I don't let I don't hear him out. I don't let him speak. I don't let him get all what he has to say out. I'm unapproachable. That's a narrative they have about me. So I purposely was a little more um, nonchalant about a lot of things. And so now you can't say, you can't bring up that I didn't hear you out. You can't bring, you can't put out that I didn't try to listen to you. I didn't um, understand where you be, understand where you coming from. So we had this conversation. So once I spill what I feel, you can't say nothing. And so like, I don't know if people knew that, but that's basically where my mindset was at. So I know a lot of people were probably like, why is he just letting him misgender him, dead name him, boom, boom. But I knew regardless if I corrected him, it was still going to be that. You know what I'm saying? So I was just going to laugh it off, laugh off a lot of things, talk to him about things, ask tough questions. But I used to be a person that used to go on back and forth with my dad. Like I would go off on him. I would read him, like just tell him about himself all the time. But this at this point, I was like, I already know who I am. I know, I know what your personality is like, and you're gonna feel how you feel at the end of the day. Whether you do your own work on anything, that's up to you. But I want people to understand what this conversation would be like, even if they weren't listening, because that's what it, exactly what it would be like. And right. we, gotta, we gotta add to that, in, because one of the things that that we have to deal with is being gaslit as trans folks. They try to act like that. Gaslighted in our face. In our oh. face. They try to act like they that we are not listening, that we're unapproachable. It's not that we're not listening. It's not that we're unapproachable. What it is, is you're trying to convince us that what we're telling you is not true. You're trying to convince us that how we identify is the wrong way to identify. So when you try to convince us of that, you can't. <laughs> so because you can't, you think we're not listening to you. You think that your opinion and your perspective of our identity, of our experience, trumps us. And it just will never trump what we got going on and what we are, how we want to be identified, how, what we think about ourselves, how we want to present to the world, what you think about it literally does not matter. So whatever you say to try to convince us, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's not going to change how we feel. It's not going to change how we move the world. Once we decide to live in our truth, this is our truth. You're either going to accept it or you're not going to accept it. And so until you get to the point where you accept it and you want to be in our lives, it's always going to feel like we're not listening because we're not. <laughs> really? Uh, I will say that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, UA. Listening to this episode, even though it was between a trans man and his uh, cishet father, it reminded me a lot of the dialogue that I had with my uncles when I came out. They were just very, what's the word, unrelenting about me being trans. They were just okay. very, and similar to what Diamond is saying like i honestly feel like some of them are so much of a fucking asshole that they 
they want a response out of you. Mm. They literally want a response out of you. And when you don't give them that response that they're, that they're wanting, they get mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, when I, with my uncles, I stopped doing that. When they try to fucking he him me up and down, when they try to dead name me, when they try to, especially when they try to bring up like stories about me as a baby and me as a child and try to use that to like justify, like, I'm not really trans. I'm actually da, 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 da. I just don't respond to them. I'm just like, I know you're just a fucking asshole. I, we've been through this time and time after again. You don't learn. You don't, you're just stubborn. So I'm not gonna, like, you're exhausting at this point. You're gaslighting me. So I, I have no, I don't want to respond to you. I don't. I think what pisses me off is the, the whole, I'm dumb. Like, they, they go, they, like, they, in we're not talking about white people. We're not talking to white folks who don't understand oppression, who don't understand microaggressive or microaggressive, excuse me, microaggressions, who don't understand what it's like to be a minority and told that you are unable to do something to your face. We're talking to people who understand that, who go through these microaggressions, that go through people gaslighting and telling them, oh, you're, you're pulling the black card or you're p- pulling this minority card. And you telling me in my face that I'm being difficult because I won't let you disrespect me because I'm talking back and telling you, no, this is not. So when I, when I give you some pushback, instead of you trying to receive the information, either you tell me that, I'm, I'm being extra, like the flamboyant people that you can't stand and I need to tone down, or you just, you're just dumb to and you don't understand. And the whole time when you're saying you don't understand, you're playing in my face calling me a man and one minute and then one minute calling me a her. When you've heard these conversations, people actually text them out. Like, I don't know how many times I've, I've seen a comment where somebody's literally text, oh, he or she or whatever. And they literally play that game in our face and expect us not to, expect us to be like, oh, this is actually what I be. No, bitch, you don't know what you're doing in my face. And I'm not going to play with you. I just don't have the patience anymore now that I'm older. When I was younger, I gave my mom the business out. I gave people that I love. Now, I correct you. Either you get it, you don't. If you don't, then I wear you out. If, 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 if it gets that far, and if it doesn't get that far, then we go our separate ways. But I'm not arguing with you, a grown person, that knows right from wrong. And that's really, it, it, that's really that simple. Respect. So speaking of that, our number one episode for this particular year was Fan in the Flame. <laughs> So speaking of speaking of people who um, don't know, <laughs> speaking of people who um, you know people who are like playing the I'm stupid card, um, somebody that is community adjacent like Flame was out here spreading. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if she was spreading toxicity. Like, it wasn't just her opinion. It wasn't just her point of view. She was actually discrediting other people's point of view. Not to, it's different when you say, oh, this is my point of view. There are a lot of people who don't agree with me, blah, 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 blah. But when you say, this is my point of view and all those other bitches are crazy. Oh, y'all got a real trans woman up here that's willing to be real and let y'all know 
I live as a father. I live as a daddy. That's not my experience at fucking all. So you up here saying everybody crazy, you up here discrediting other girls when you've had people, you know, when you've had people before you have, who have laid a foundation that has gotten people um, rights and policy changes and, you know, just really serious shit, you demeaning them and being disrespectful and dismissing them just because you have a different way of thinking <laughs> that, is a, that is an outlier. You know, I feel like, you know, as, a, as the type of podcast we are, we had to call that shit out because yeah. in the same way that she is, you know, pushing culture back, we got we to gotta combat that. We have to say something, um, you know, and respond to that. Um, so, you know, that's what we did. And for, as Marsha's play, did y'all get any backlash from either your own fans or even uh, Flames fans? No. I mean, if we did, I didn't hear it. I, I mean, from the most part, no. I just, I just know that she was in my niggas' DMs on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's that's only that's only flash. I mean, what's it called? When <laughs> I'm being messy. Listen, stay out my niggas' DMs. Even if it is for a coin, that's all I got to say. And I'm not saying it was for a coin. I'm just stay on my knees, yes. That's real, honey. <laughs> that's real. From my perspective, there was no um, backlash. Most people were like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" There was some cis cis people, like cis gay people who were like, uh, she has the right to her opinion. The mm -hmm. reason, when, this is the thing about it. When you have trans folks like, oh, oh no. And the cishet people was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That should trigger something in your brain that something ain't right. <laughs> it's kind of like when, when, if you get to talking and running your mouth and the cishet men is like, yeah, they keep it real. The women is like, then you need to start side-eyeing and being like, oh, wait, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm, I'm fucking up. Because if the cis-head niggas and patriarchy is like, ooh, <laughs> you talking the right talk, then something ain't right. <laughs> and so that's what it was. We, I don't think it was that It was, you know, the cis, the, the cis folks, not just cis-head, but the cis-gay, you know, I've seen them say, Oh, she. This is her experience, and this is this is what um, she does, and blah 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 blah, and justifying what she says because of her old age, because of her different um, present presentation. Da, da da da. Yes, it's not that that experience does not need to be talked about. It's not that that experience is not real. It's not that that experience is not an experience that deserves to be told. It's not that. It's when you throw the rest of us under the bus that I have a problem with. You are an outliner. You know you are. You are somebody who does not feel that your ideology does not mesh well with the community as a whole. It just doesn't. And so say that. Say, you know, I'm an outlier. <laughs> this is my experience. This is my truth. The other girls can tell you their truth. 
this is my experience. But when you tell us that we're crazy and uh, we're lying, we're not, well, go to the bathroom and then you tell me if you're a man or a woman. If you're, if you're dwindling my existence down to my body parts, then, sweetie, you are the antithesis of us. <laughs> you are the right you're against us, right? When you think of all who was on that platform, you had uh, Jenny Mock, um, Nala, um, Carmen Carrera. Um, I'm just saying, the, the girls were on the panel, so she called her Looney too. Well, yeah, just these brilliant folks. Oh, brilliant. And they called him crazy. He was like, okay, you're doing too much at this point. <laughs> like, yes, you're trying it, but much. like, it was, it's interesting. Like, cause like, maybe I'm just late, but I really had this, this really peaceful idea that, you know, community was community and we all was fighting the same fight and we all had the same knowledge. And that is not true. I've spoken to so many gay men who have said, if you don't fit these specific criteria of what I believe a woman is supposed to be as a trans woman, then you're not a woman to me and I will not fight for you. And your womanhood is not valid. Trans men policing how I fuck, how I have sex, how I choose to show how I have sex. Like, there's so many people that's just in the community that be saying some crazy shit. And they be like, you know what? Flame don't even surprise me. Yeah. At this point, I'm just not even gonna get Breakfast Club no more views. Fuck them. Fuck Charlemagne. Fuck all of them. Because that was a slap in the face for the Breakfast Club to to have people like Janet Mock, to have Nala, to have people, trans women who are very well versed in their education about transness, educate them about transness, and then turn around and then have, um, what's his name? It's Michael or something. Marcus. Have Marcus, have Marcus on the show. And have her disrespect the girls, and then you say yes, and you clapping her down, and yeah, you got it right. So basically, what you're telling me is that you was listening to the other girls before, and you was just telling them what they want to hear, and in the back of your mind, you was like, use a nigga. Because I've seen Charlemagne um, in different interviews say that, oh, you know, that's not what I was taught in kindergarten. I was taught... Um, that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. All this stupid bullshit. So it's just like, it, it, was, it was a slap in the face. So I agree with you. No more views. I stopped following him and everything. But the, the crazy thing is, it's a lot of the LBGT community that does follow hip hop and social media platforms because we're black people. Well, well, the black side and the people who, not even just black folks, just people in general that are LBGT follow um, the hip hop community. Because it's a, it's a, it's partly a larger of who we are. Um, it's a part of our culture. So, like to see that there are platforms like that that are influencing the community in a wrong and negative way, is it's a slap in the face. But thankfully, we had ninety seven nine that be was it ninety seven nine the Vox, you know, that had us on so we can help educate the Houston community community as to what transness is. 
and and then not be misguided. So shout out to ninety seven nine the beat. Right. That was a highlight. I also think um, kind of what Diamond was saying is kind of non-trans people who kind of amplify this. To me, when I see non people who aren't part of a community, but they're sharing content that is very anti that community, mm-hmm. I'm like, also to me, I feel like it's also affirming and reflecting your own views. If you're sharing all of this Breakfast Club and saying that's Flame's opinion, that's Flame's opinion. Is it Flame's opinion also your opinion too? Yeah. And you're just using Flame as a guise, as a, to mm-hmm. legitimize your own, your own point. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They can say, this is, this, is, this is one of y'all people saying it's not me, uh-uh, mm-hmm. even though you agree with this. <laughs> yeah, because they'll pose the question like, what do you think? Is she right? Cause you know it's one of them saying it, so it's got to be right. Like little stuff like that. Like girl, and forget what Janet Mock says. No, we're not going to uh, emphasize what she said. We're just going to focus on what Flame said. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's relatable. The next question about this episode was: um, I remember a while back, RuPaul was saying something about I don't want to be a leader. Or like, I don't want to be a community leader or something to that effect. Um, to me, Flame kind of was giving that. Was, I'm going to speak my mind. I don't give a fuck what I say. But I also don't want a community to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. So my watch this plate is, does everyone have to be a leader? Or at least mindful of what they say? Yes, the fuck you do. Because <laughs> if you are the... If you, if I am a black woman and this group of white women have, have invited me to a show and they start talking about, um, and they asking me questions about black women and I'm actually saying, oh, well, you know, I think that it's very, very inappropriate for, for women to walk around with their nipples, um, not uh, without bras and they should be, they shouldn't be loud. And I think that you should definitely look a certain type of way. You shouldn't have your, you shouldn't have weave. You shouldn't have um, your hair a certain type of way. Afros, like all of that's just too much. You should definitely just have a tamed and groomed look, you know, to fit society standards. You know, don't you want to be treated better? I would not look at her as a black woman on the outside like, oh, you know, those are her perspectives. No, bitch, because you're the only black woman in the room and they're asking questions about black women. So you, you, I feel like you have, no, you have not said I want to be a leader, but you have accepted that position without even wanting it. Not that you're a leader, but you've been unquote unquote a spokesperson for the community if you're the only person in the room who has that same opinion that's how i feel let me say this too on top of that on top of that flame that woman that that hypothetical woman you just described you have mother i thought she does not I'm sorry, I thought he... No, 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 I'm talking about the woman you just described, the black woman. Oh, the black woman, okay. That's I thought we were talking about Marcus Parker. The, the, I, I'm oh, talking about both of them. So the hypothetical okay. woman that you talking about, Flame, um, 
what y'all did was you got a whole special on Netflix. Why not talk about your special? Talk about what you're there to promote. Talk about your work. Talk about what you've been doing in comedy since 20 years before that when you were on Comic View and you ain't, we ain't seen you do shit <laughs> this whole time until this. Explain where you've been. Talk about that. What you went on there and did was put yourself on a pedestal, on a soapbox about our community. If you don't want to be a leader, don't talk about community shit. Talk about the shit you came there to promote. Talk about your career. Talk about your comedy. Talk about you. Talk about your family. Talk about all those things. You can't play the I'm not a leader card when you're talking about community. <laughs> you're talking about community. You're giving a critique of community. You can't do that. And just like that girl, the hypothetical black woman you just talked about, you are critiquing the black community and respectability politics. That's what you're doing. Why, if you don't want to be a leader, you tell them white bitches. I'm not here to speak for black women. I'm here to be in this club. I'm, I'm refined and respectable here. Let's talk about what, how can I benefit from this club that I'm in? How can I benefit? Da, da, da. That's, bitch, that's what you want to have upward mobility. That's what you should have been doing. You know, instead of talking about critiquing and judging community, you should have been talking about what, how does this group benefit me? How can I benefit from this platform? How, that's what the hustlers do. You talk about you from Chicago and you a hustler. Hustlers know how to, how to maximize this particular. Because what you did was, motherfuckers didn't go watch that special. Motherfuckers was watching... Uh, breakfast club and seeing the kikis and looking down at the comments. We weren't even thinking about you on Tiffany Haddish special. We weren't thinking about that. We were thinking about this controversial shit that you said. None of us went to look at the special after what you talked about. We wanted to go on live and read you, go on our shows and read you. And da -da -da. We didn't want to go listen to your work. If you're a real hustler, you would have did what you would have said and did and focused You've been in a game too long. You're talking about you've been a comedian in entertainment business for these years. You should know better. The, every Other celebrities know how to pivot and switch the conversation to talk about their work and their focus and the, the, the shit that they're there to promote, right? Don't we see that all the time? All the time. But you didn't do that. You came here to critique the trans community and give your raggedy-ass fucking two cents of the trans community and so you put yourself in a position as a leader. People are listening to you. You put your, you can't play the I'm not a leader car after putting yourself in a position as a as a as a as a thought leader. You can't. Yeah, and I also feel like also UA that she like we as trans people, some of us know how to tokenize ourselves as trans people or of the community. We know that the straight community, one, they, that's all they do to us every day, no matter what, whenever we talk about transness, they have the same fucking questions. When were you born? When were you born? Did you know it? Uh, when did, do you have a sex change? They get to all that, that's all the fuck they give a fuck about. They wanna exploit you and treat you like a circus animal. So she, you, I think she knew that and tried to use that to her advantage and got caught up in her own little world. It's, it's cooning. It's, it's, it's our version of cooning. 
That's what it is. It's like they know they can play this card, but you see it mm -hmm. in her comedy. You see it in her, um, in how she, what the jokes that she say when she's talking to the sisters. Oh, well, I'm talking to the fellas. <laughs> you know, you know, just trying to relate to them in that kind of specific. So you know how to coon for the cishet people and go for it. That's if that works for you, what else she done been in? <laughs> Since then, I'm trying to think of what else, what other thing, what other than being this polarizing anti-trans type of conversation. What else have you been in? What's next? What's what shows have you been? What's the features? What's the features other than that? I'm, I I want to see what's coming next because I ain't heard nothing. She is a father of three, <laughs> raising raising children. She's a dad at home. She said it herself. He buys his titties that's when he goes to pick them up from school. That's not my experience. That's not, that's my, not my experience either. I don't buy my titties in public. I, I think that you, I, I, I think that you, you are a particular type of gender fluid experience or trans experience that I don't particularly relate to, but I think that it's valid for you to talk about it. I think that it's valid for yeah. you to share it. I think that you should thrive and be happy and successful. Mm -hmm. Blah 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 blah. Go for it. Just don't throw the rest of us under the bus. The next episode I want to talk about is Tony, which is our number two episode. Tony, Iana, and Brianna. Um, which is a perfect time right now because we 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 just got the news last week that they are not charging Brianna Taylor's. Um, those cops that killed her for anything. Um, they're charging, I think, one of them for destroying a wall. <laughs> some kind yeah, of, he fucked up the wall. About the, something about um, uh, some destruction of some property that was, that was some bullshit. Basically, some drywall is more important than a black woman's life. Um, and so... I, can, I understand why that was one of our most popular shows. It, we were talking about Tony, Tony McDay being murdered by the cops. We were talking about Iyana <laughs> being attacked by cishet black um, folks, women and men. And we were talking about Breonna Taylor. So those names, Tony McDay, um, Iyana Dior, and Breonna Taylor, it's a culmination to me, why I, I titled it that, that is a culmination of the black trans experience. What the, di the, the, um, the dilemma that we sometimes have where we got the police killing us, we got the cishet people attacking us in the middle of a damn protest. <laughs> and as particularly as black um, trans women, you know, I relate to Breonna Taylor because I'm a black woman. And the unfairness and unjustness that can happen in, in, in community <laughs> when we are silenced. I remember the George Floyd thing was blowing up. We had to say, say her name for, for them to, she had already been murdered a couple of weeks before him. But it, but it wasn't until George Floyd that everybody went to the streets. Everybody went and a, a cishet dude get killed by the police. But nobody was going to the streets for Brianna. Well, somebody, but you know, on a national global scale, it wasn't happening until it was a cishet black dude. And so as a, as a, as a trans woman, 
listening to people talk about Black Lives Matter until it's a lie that you don't, that's not respectable. Until it's a life that doesn't fit a certain standard for you. And so I related to Breonna Taylor's story. So all of the, those names really um, was a culmination of what we experience as Black trans people in this country. Mm-hmm. So what do y'all, um, how are y'all feeling about, about the Breonna Taylor situation? See? I'm not surprised. Like you kind of start to become... No. Yeah, you start to become numb because you're not surprised by it. You already kind of figure how it's going to go. Like you could tell by how elongated it was for people to actually start talking about it, talking about Brianna specifically, and how they made like this. Um, it, 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 she was like using an example for people's performance, like activist performance. Um, she was used for people's brands, for as murals, pretty street art, um, people to make articles for and talk about how black women get the short end of the barrel and how, you know, it gets the. People made, made apparel to profit off of it. People post picture of her. People have made parties, barbecue parties, cookouts. But I didn't feel like I didn't feel like any of that was real when I saw it. So I wasn't surprised and it's sad because I already kind of felt it. And um it's it's crazy to see like the world protest for a black man's cause, a black cis hat man's cause. She's a disrespectable black person. Like I used to work with paramedics, like a lot of a lot of paramedics. I was in that industry, and just a lot of them work all day. Literally, they work back breaking hey, hours. Essential workers all day helping. Right, people. she is a essential worker. Taking them to dialysis appointments, taking and the majority of the people that they're helping are black and brown folks. Just back breaking work all day in 12, 14 hour shifts and not getting paid, only getting paid like $14 an hour. And she in her home resting from after those long days. That's crazy. It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. As a black trans woman, like seeing like this pride made me fucking know it like when i say when when i say that i'm referencing to how many women were killed during the month of how many black trans women were killed and the the murder that happened um the murder that happened that really hit me the hardest was the um the young trans women who the the seventy year old who was um, murdered and her killer was paid a ransom of five thousand dollars and he boasts about it on Twitter and people were actually sharing it. Um, it, it hit me hard because it all I could think about was the time frame, like the statistic time frame of how long a black trans woman is given to live. 
and she wasn't she was only 17 I, I just started thinking about all the things I did while I was 17 and how I got to where I am now and how she wasn't even able to experience any of that and how just how monstrous that was and seeing all the girls just getting wore out it it, it really just it, it really just numbed me after that because I'm like, okay, so another girl, so another girl. Then I see a, a black woman named Breonna Taylor getting wore out. It's like, I know the same outcome is going to happen. The same, the, the, the same outcome is going to happen that happened to the, the black trans women. They're not, she's not going to get the justice that she needs because I, I don't, I think that black, some, some black cis women don't understand that our oppression is connected. And I, I, I was just like, I, I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting nothing else because, because I didn't see the movement. Like, like, like y'all see, we seen the movement from George Floyd. We seen the girls wearing the cities out, marching, burning shit up. When we heard about Breonna Taylor, we didn't, we didn't, from I didn't seem to say, see the same outrage. The only outrage I seen was from black women. When the verdict happened, the streets aren't being burnt like they were with, with George Floyd. The girls, when the verdict happened, the girls should have wore it out. It's not happening. And it shows me that there's still work that needs to be done. And, um, and to what extent, I don't know. Um, my idea is having com uncomfortable conversations with mature people who, who want to listen. But um, I don't know if that's the route. I don't know. That's so what I want to go to the next one. I want to go to the one, the trans brave one. And that conversation, that was our episode that we talked about being trans and being brave and it was in the context of nikki tutorials she was um the trans woman who was blackmailed into coming out she's a popular makeup guru youtuber <laughs> and she was blackmailed into coming out as trans and so i guess my critique was is it brave to um, is it brave to do that? Like, is it, hey, I, I, I wasn't one hundred percent for sure. And so, what I wanted to ask was, do what do y'all feel about bravery and living the trans life? Um, what does what does bravery bravery look like to you as a trans person? You, you had a question? Oh, yeah, I was actually going to answer your question about the bravery. Um, I kind of akin it to saying thank you to essential workers. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if you say thank you to an essential worker, it's kind of worthless unless you do action and stuff behind it to get them paid more to, to do something. So when someone tells me that I'm brave for being trans, I know for them, they honestly mean that I'm courageous to come out in this like, literally this like Judeo-Christian white 
patriarchy, supremacy world, society that we live in, I can understand why it would be brave, but for me, I'm, I'm only 27, but especially in the Native community, I get, I get told I'm brave for being queer, for being trans, but I'm like, I wouldn't have to be brave if my own Native community, if we did some work within our own Native community, if we started learning about trans children, if we started learning about our own two-spirit uh, two relatives and traditions that we had in our community, I wouldn't have to be brave. I, I, I guess it's more like the exhaustion part gets to me. So yeah. I, I imagine that a lot of essential workers are just fucking sick and tired over being told thank you. When it's like, well, y'all, the consumers, can't y'all like do something for us? But all we keep saying is thank you. So I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. Is like, yes, it is brave, but there's, you know, I wouldn't have to be brave if we could all collectively do something, especially as a Native community. And actually, with this episode, I actually agree with Diamond. Um, only because I live in LA and there's so many content creators, especially trans content creators who are like Nikki, who they go stealth. And I do agree that be going stealth is good for the community, is good for the individual. Stealth benefits only the individual. Right. But is the individual good? Is, does that benefit the community? Mm. And, and is the community right inside eyeing these trans who mm. go stealth and all of a sudden when it's, when they get exposed and they want help, or not, not only do they want help, but they want how, how, how should I say? Like, Elisha. they want us to support them. They and want protection. They want to use the protection that out people built for them. The infrastructure. It's not a lot of protection out here, but the out people built a way for you to protect yourself. It's our fight that <laughs> that put you in position to say no. I'm going to sue your ass, or I'm going to get your ass together. I'm blah, blah, blah. It is the open people who put those protections into place, and now you're going to benefit from them after hiding. I don't, I know why, I know why being stealth is important. I, and, and this is, and th there's, a, there's a hypocritical level to what I'm saying too, because there are situations where I don't talk about my tea, and I purposely don't talk about my tea because it protects me, so I get it, but, it makes me feel, but also that is not my, that is not where I want to default. That's not where I want to stay. My goal is for me to be honest at work. My goal, we just now got the protections at work. I'm usually, when I'm in a stealth situation, it's when I'm at work. It's not in my day-to-day -day life. When in my day-to-day -day life, I don't care. But at work, I don't want to talk about my transits because I literally have been fired from three fucking jobs and it changed the course of my life. <laughs> so it is a real fear so I get it I get it I totally get it why sometimes that fear can be to where stealth is people's default I know why but it does not help the community if you are staying if you're stuck there that right. should, I don't think that should be your default right for me I don't feel like um to say I'm brave when I'm just being myself, because brave literally just means, you know, you're ready to endure pain, you're ready to endure danger. 
And it's like when I'm transitioning, I'm not in my mind like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to endure pain. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, let me live for me. And I'm sure that there'll be pain that'll follow after. But I'm not ready for that shit. Like, I'm being myself. I'm not, I don't feel like, I, I can't be brave for something that I naturally am. Like, it's like saying, oh, you're a black person. You're so brave. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, when you think in that sense, what brave actually means. But in the same sense, as a trans person, sometimes you kind of know that you're going to be going into some type of pain, some type of oppression at some point. And some people that stealth, they want to avoid that. And to be out and proud to me is kind of brave. To be, um, to be unapologetic about who you are. You know what I'm saying? That is kind of brave when you know that your demographic is mostly oppressed. But at the same time, me being the actual trans person is not brave. Brave. I'm just being myself, but to be loud and proud is, in a sense. It should, and I think what you're saying is that it shouldn't be brave. And that's what Yui was saying. Right. It shouldn't be a sense. When I think about brave, I, I can't, I'm a gamer, so I think about in, in, in the game terms, Zelda. <laughs> you know, Zelda, you know, when Zelda is sitting at his little, in the beginning of the game, when you first press start, and he is in his home little town with his little horse, with his little, uh, with, with Fiona, and, and doing nothing, farming, doing what this little bullshit, he just happy and chilling. And then circumstances start to put him on the path that, oh my God, I might have to go fight these enemies. Or they trying to, that these, these, these evil things is coming to take over my town. I have to go out here in the wilderness, in, the, in this land that I've never been to, and fight monsters, and go up against boss fights, and go up against these things, I'm making the decision to go up against these boss fights. I'm being brave. I'm going out here and choosing to blah, 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 blah. If this bad, shit wasn't, if this bad shit wasn't happening, I would be home chilling. That's where I want to be. It feels like, as a trans person, being brave is even at home. I don't want to be brave just being who the fuck I am. Yes, if I choose to embark on a journey of, you know, to uh, to go get, you know, my triangle Triforce, if I, if I want to do those things, mm -hmm. yes, that's brave. I don't want my identity to be a source of bravery. I have to be fearless to be Diamond Styles. I have to be fearless to exist in the world. I don't want to be fear. I want to, I want to, I want to com uh, um, confront fear that has something to do with, um, something else outside of my identity. Yes, I wanna, I wanna be brave in situations against white supremacy. I wanna be brave against, um, you know, just some type of adventure. I don't wanna be brave just for being. I don't wanna be brave for that situation. I don't think we, I think I deserve to be who I am with happiness. I deserve to be who I am without that kind of fear or battle, or it shouldn't be a fucking battle. It should be- That's when you- that's when you know you got it bad. When people are saying you brave for being you. Like, nigga, I was born this way. Do you realize that I was born that way? And you telling me I'm brave for being born. Basically, that's how I, that's how I see it. Like, that's bad. Like, when people, like, people recognize you got it bad.
but they ignore it and then be like, oh, you're so brave. Like, let me hug you. And it's like, that's actually sad, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> said, I, I actually... Go ahead. The, 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 the analogy that Diamond used, that's why I side-eye trans content creators like Nikki. Mm. You are not... If no one doesn't know you were trans, how come you weren't opening up doors for trans folks? Because you can still pretend to be a cis person and still be an ally. As quiet as it can, that's how the white ones work. Yeah, there are so many cis people who stick their neck out for trans people. Ooh. Are you that worried that you might get clocked? Like, it, it, to, to me, brave is you're doing something for the betterment of the community. Maybe that's just my native type of upbringing, but you're not brave just for yourself. I'm just... It, it, it was just so weird. Like, what is so brave about uh, assuming that she wasn't trans? What is so brave about putting on makeup? <laughs> no Tina Shea, but like, what yeah. was so brave about that? Now, ha had you been putting, you know, what, I don't know, maybe this could, I, I could be wrong, but while this whole thing was going on, Nikki, you could, not just Nikki, but other trans other trans people who are privileged who are living in stealth what are you doing to open up doors for other trans folks for the lesser uh for those centering the least among us what are you doing because as because if you so sickening especially the girls who be like oh i'm i'm so i'm you know i'm so fish i don't want to say fish but you know what i mean they say i'm so passable i'm so sickening i'm so this i'm so that if you are that girl why are you not ushering the door for somebody in? Why are you not putting um, the girls on your on your platform? Why are you not saying, "Hey, um, when I have this production, I'm bring I'm just bringing all trans folks in and get my life and hiring them and blah 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 blah." You're that girl. Be that girl. Why are you not doing that? I tell you why. In that moment, she saw her being more exposed. She saw her being exposed more of an endangerment to her than being out and proud this whole time. Like, she was like, oh, no, I can't let nobody else expose me. Shit, I'm going to do it. There's nothing brave about that to me. It's not. When you really think about it, it's not. <laughs> like, no. No, I'm sorry. No. no. I think I'll, it's... I'll head me out. I, I think... I, okay, so... Y'all know I'm an empath. <laughs> so I can understand why, like, straight men and straight women who battle with their sexuality looking at me and say, oh, my God, you're so brave. Because the shit that I go through on a daily basis because I choose to be loud and proud, a lot of them will kill themselves for so I can, I understand why they, they're like, oh, you're, you're brave. Like I, I could never do that because you, you're so afraid to be who you are right now. Who you are right now might not even, might even, might not even make you endure what I go through. Cause you may just be a bisexual woman or a bisexual man or a gay man. You still have more privilege than I do because we know as trans people that in the LBGT community, we're at the bottom. That's why it's LBGT, LBG, then T. It's, and, and when I say at the bottom, I'm talking about as far as privilege. Mm 
And so I, I understand why they say that. However, I do understand why where Diamond, UA, and Z, Z are coming from when y'all say, bitch, I'm just existing. I shouldn't have to... This shouldn't have to be a privilege for me in society. So that society should say, oh, this is who I am. This is who you are. You are just merely being yourself. Of course you are okay. But the way the rules are set up and that governs society and say that people are better than them because we do have a hierarchy because of colonization, I do understand where they're coming from. However, do I agree that it, it, it should be a disposition within society? To make them feel that way, and and I, I don't think that it should be there. However, that it's 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 just realistically saying I understand where they're coming from. I guess I I feel like uh, I get annoyed by the brave statement is because a lot of cis folks that I've engaged with, like my family, they feel like oh you know it's unspoken, but it's kind of like they make it seem like we're trying to. Um, get clout off of transness, be like this different, beautiful thing. Like, you're trying to be different. You're trying to, you know, uh, you're trying to seem brave. Like, you're, like, I don't know, it's just annoying. And it's just like, I'm being myself. I'm not um, trying to be brave. I'm not being like, oh, yeah, let me face danger. Let me be different. Let me dare to be different. But I'm not going to lie. As a trans woman, when I when I go out in the world and when I decide to wear this skimpy dress or if I decide I want to wear a certain sign of, a, a thing that doesn't doesn't um, cater to what society says a woman should be that I know might give me clout, I do know mentally in my mind where shit could go. I do know mentally that men could that this may attract a, a certain amount of men and that may attract a certain amount of attention, which may give me clout. And I have to be mentally prepared for what comes with me being out loud and with any aspect of who I am because of my identity and who I am as a person. That's what you wear. No, I'm not saying just what I'm wearing. I'm talking about mentally. I prepare myself for what comes with being a trans woman because as as a, if I was a stealth trans woman, I wouldn't have. I would just exist, and I would just deal with the intersections of of my identity that dis- that does not include being trans. But you would. Do and that and you deserve to be called brave. Because because yeah. of what you deal and that's okay. It's and for me it, it, because of because of how you prepare to deal with the bullshit that we deal with every single day. It's not that I don't think we deserve to be called brave because the reality of the situation is that there can be some risk. Yes, I just don't feel like we should be in a situation where we have to be brave. And I don't feel people who are forced to come out (laughs) are brave, (laughs) especially from a place where you are already rich, making coins. And, you know, you didn't come out because, ooh, you're deciding I'm going to be brave today. Uh I can lose my platform. I know I can. I know my fans might not like me anymore. Blah, 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 blah. I'm coming out because somebody is threatening to force me out. That's not bravery. That's just being caught up and you're trying to save your spot. That to me, I don't know. It just feels, it feels um, like you're just forced. I don't know. I might be that I might be judging her too harshly, but that is why um, I thought that that was an interesting um, 
episode because you know there's a reason why how we can accept it and how we can um how we live um in our truth in honesty and openness and everybody has different degrees and it's hard for me to judge somebody whose degree is really really small mm-hmm. and mine is really really open um even though in this moment i'm judging them <laughs> but i understand the hypocrisy of that and you know it's something that i'm gonna you know, I just have to admit and just feel like I'm going to always have an issue with it. I have an issue with people who benefit from open, proud, out people when it's convenient for them. So. She's probably, she's to give her a benefit now, she probably been battling on when she wanted to come out, how she wanted to do it. She probably been battling that. We just don't know. But this particular person really made her be like, you know what, fuck you. You can't say shit about me. So I'm gonna say it by myself. So fuck you. Well, I mean, but then I you kind of admire that. But you Poppy, know? you do have the girls and the guys who feel like I'm the impact. I got a vagina. I have assimilated into society. I've got my FFS. I blend. I've done what it, it takes to be a transgender person, and you have it. No, no, no. So no, 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 no. To be a woman, I'm a real woman. Those oh, other yes. Girls, Right, I'm a I'm a real woman. I'm not these in between. I don't need to come out. Right, I know I've done what I had to do. I fit society standards. For all you confused girls and individuals, y'all just men with wigs and dresses on. Y'all just women with 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 white beaters on and and chest surgery for the trans men, and they give that. But then when you're clots and all your privileges snatched from you when that transphobia I, when that transphobia creep up and say hi ya <laughs> when the when the trade and and the cons say oh you looked the part but you wasn't born with it i can't do it and you feel away don't come back to the community Cause you paid us dust. You sat on your platform. You got your coins. You got into your privilege. Not just your coins. You got privilege, and you paid the girls and looked down on them on your pedestal. And and your pedestal got knocked down, and now you want to join the girls? No, don't skedaddle to our community. Don't skedaddle. Build that post back up, bitch, and climb back on it. <laughs> Stupid. I said, do y'all see that one where Eden the doll was reading non-binary people? Was she? Eden is out. And she was crying when she got attacked. I'm not surprised by Eden. I just, I... I'm not surprised by Eden. Exactly what Mia is saying, Eden did to the non-binary folks. What you mean? Oh! Yeah, Eden guest starred in this one. I forgot her name, but guest starred in this one, YouTuber, and they were both laughing at... um, this one non-binary person and they were just, you know, reading them down. And I'm just like, and, and this is before Eden's incident, not saying it justified Eden's incident, but the transphobia that you spew out to non-binary folks, it's as Diamond says, it's going to high yeah, it's going to bite you back in the butt because you're playing into that system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you don't acknowledge that, if you're not acknowledging that, you're not acknowledging, um, that you are pouring in to the system that says it is not okay to present in whatever way, whatever way it, 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 it varies from people to people. 
if you're not this type of woman, if you're not presenting this type of way, if you're not presenting this type of way, if you're pouring into that kind of transphobia, when it comes back and bites you in the butt, you got to take it. <laughs> you got to take it. And, and, and if you don't, um, and if you don't acknowledge that you were wrong, it makes me feel like, Oh, don't, don't, don't come and get, try to get support from us now. Don't try to come get support because you know, you were adding to that flame and now it burns your ass. And yeah. so, you know, that's another problem that I have. I feel like if you, cause think about it, think about all these trans murders that happened over the years. And she was sitting on her big ass platform doing makeup, not mentioning any of that shit. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? You getting millions of views and you're not mentioning any of that shit and you are a whole trans woman and you see these murders happening and these legislation, these bathroom bills trying to get passed and you're not doing anything to stop it. You just gonna sit and you don't even you don't even have to disclose that you trans to right. Be. right. You don't even have to disclose, but you're not even using your little privilege yeah. to do it. No, get the fuck yeah. out. Of here. It's hard for me to feel sorry for you. It's hard for me to sympathize with you. No, I don't think you should be blackmailed, but it's hard for me to um, you know, to to just be like, okay, hey sis, come on. Hey, hey, sis, come through. I really, I really have thin patience for white trans folks. Like, really, it's gotten to the point where it's kind of really thin. Because a lot of them don't even want to speak on that privilege that they have. And then when somebody call them out on it, or um, if they tried... Okay, so for one, for one instance, there's a hashtag that Black trans men use. And it's um, a black, black trans man started. It's Trans Man Thursday, Thursday, on Trans Nigga Thursday. And black trans men tried to make it known that this is our hashtag. And so the white guys was giving that pushback. And it's kind of just like, y'all can't even do basic shit. Like, y'all can't even hear us out on basic shit. And a lot of them just go into their privilege and just be like, well, I'm trans. I'm oppressed as you. So I'm just as oppressed as you. So I don't want to hear that shit. But anytime you try to call them out on their racism or on they, um, on how they don't realize that they actually have, they benefit from more privilege, a lot of them never want to take accountability for that. So that's part another reason why I probably have low patience for her. But I'm trying to figure out a way to balance that without being toxic. So I don't know. That's where I'm at. It is it's more than hashtags. It's, they have more access to surgeries. They have, um, it seems like they have a lot more support from family. Like, not to say that they're, not to say that they're um, white people are more acceptable of trans people. I'm just saying they have more access to the money to be able to pay for their transitions. Our people might support us and, you know, but they don't even realize that. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to balance it and how to critique it in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. What you about to say? I, think, I was gonna say, wow, well, if we're done with the Nikki stuff, um, there's another, I think that y'all talked about on this episode was whether or not young, while well, young teens 
should teens who are on puberty age should be taught how to have like I guess LGBT sex. <laughs> and my answer is yes, I really think so. I don't want to label it LGBT sex, but I want to label it as like sex that is like different body part sex. So how to have sex with a vagina, how to have oral sex, how to have sex with your booty hole, stuff like that. I don't want to call it LGBT sex because there are some cishet people who peg each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, I, mean, I lost my virginity at like 12. Mm. I wish I knew what the fuck I was doing, but I didn't. And I wish my first time was a lot less painful. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's legit. I think that every sexuality, when we are teaching it, it should be taught in school. It should be taught early. Um, I'm, I, I want to say, I want to say junior high. I wouldn't say elementary. I think parents should be um, talking about it then. Um, but junior, whenever that, you know, I know people who were having sex in junior high. I know people who was having sex in um, high school. Was it everybody? No, but it was enough for we to, and people were talking and thinking about it during that time because conversations were being had that were, I remember having conversations about sex when I was in junior high. I wouldn't have it said. People, when I went to high school, people was catching STDs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it is time to talk about those things during that moment. And it should be inclusive because everybody is experimenting, (laughs) is going to experiment, is talking about it. And we don't want, if you're just centering cishet sex, baby, you are putting folks at risk. You are putting folks at risk. You are putting folks um, in situations where they're getting information from other students because they may not be comfortable talking to it with their parents. They may not be comfortable talking to it with teachers. So they're listening to other kids. And if you are educating them in a way that includes everybody, then they can probably learn something in, in their own peer group. In reality, the situation is most kids are learning from porn, and porn, fucking professional porn, professional porn is acting. Most so kids, most adult niggas is out here learning from porn. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell this one nigga that porn wasn't real. The professional porn you see isn't real. He was like, "What you mean?" Was lying. I was like, I didn't know that professional porn wasn't real until I started doing porn. Until I under until I seen that fucking seven hours made of a fifteen minute video. (laughs) Well, no, a thirty minute video. Excuse me, a thirty minute video. Seven hours, girl. I thought this shit is fake. There was so many stuff that happened in between those takes. I was like, girl, this is at, not real. You can look at the dryness of their pussy. Shit up, you know, I think that, that we have done a good job this year in expanding our audience. We are at, I'm going to read some of the numbers. Um, of how where we are in regards to our stats um let me go to the page so we are now at twenty three thousand a month 
Our average. Now, some of our months have been at 30,000. Some of our months have been at um, 16. Some of our months have been at 23, 26. But for the past, um, this past year in total, our average um, has been, um, we got 200, 205K plays. 200 and, yeah, 205,000 plays this whole year. Um, and our average is 23,000. And I think that is beautiful. <laughs> I think that for me, I think that that is coming from where we was getting 1,000 a month. <laughs> we were getting 1,000 a month. We were getting, um, you know, I just think it's amazing to get to the point where, you know, we're not, I want us to go further, of course, but right. having that big where we're getting, we're getting to 23K average years a month, that is so amazing to me. Huge. Another element of it is I usually on other platforms that I've been on, um, our woman, our women episodes, our women, um, our, our audience is predominantly women, usually around 65, like around 63, 65. They usually, that's the, the biggest percentage. Um, but not, not that I mind, don't mind that at all, but I want a more balanced. And so this year, compared to other years, we have had, our, one of the numbers I'm proud of is that we have 14% non-binary people as our demographic of listeners. 14% um, who either they identify as non-binary or something that's not specific to man or woman. Um, this, this year we have 50% um, women, 51% women who identified as women as our audience and 34% um, who identified as men. Um, our average age is between 23 and 34. That's kind of that's kind of appropriate because our <laughs> our range. I'm a little bit older, but you know I'm young in spirit. But <laughs> you know, um, 23 to 34, Mia and Z are in that range, <laughs> in that range of age. So that's really really good. Um, yeah, so we get. I just, I feel like we really, really, you know, hitting 205,000 view listens this year is a fucking amazing accomplishment. And yes. I totally appreciate it. Did the percentage of men go up recently? Yes. Because, I don't know, when you told me it wasn't a lot of trans men not tuning in, it really didn't surprise me. <sighs> it's not because of the trans women. They probably like, it's, they got trans women on there. They not talking about trans it women. I didn't mean that they didn't listen, because we do have trans men listening, but I'm talking about engaging. Like, mm -hmm. they don't really engage like that. Like, I don't... It don't surprise me that women mostly engage because it's very feminist centered. 
Well, it's going to continue to be a black ass feminist space. <laughs> it's not changing. That, that, that part of the, the game ain't going to be changing. <laughs> so, but I'm proud it actually did go up. We usually like 65% women. We went we went to 51% women and 34. So our our non-binary folks went up 4% because they were at 10 last year. Our men went up and our women went, they, they didn't go down just the percentages. You know, we still got women supporting us, but more because more non-binary and more men, the percentage of women went down. So that means that, you know, we are getting, we're, we're getting a more robust audience, which I love, um, you know, and I love that we are, you know, just expanding and growing and growing and growing. And I really appreciate being on this journey. I was telling you earlier that Brandon, y'all know who hosted the podcast, um, inter, um, reviews oh. with me the first season we were talking about it and he said he was like i remember the day that the podcast idea came into your brain i remember the day that you were that it came in your brain and for now y'all to be three years in from some seed that was planted in your brain and you actually made it grow into this it he and, and get this kind of exposure and get this kind of you know where i randomly see people Post and Marsha's play, I randomly, you know, I'm seeing, you know, you um, on the Route 100 list. I'm seeing, I'm, he said, I recently, he heard my voice in a Google commercial. Yes, on YouTube. <laughs> when you was like, trans women are lack of um, housing, da 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 I say, yes! <laughs> so hearing these things and seeing, he was like, just seeing it grow from that to this, he was like, it's kind of amazing because, you know, you really put your mind to creating a platform for black trans people. And I want to thank y'all for being on the journey with me and sticking out, even though y'all be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but just being on this journey with me, I love how open y'all are. I love how open y'all are about y'all relationship. I love how open y'all are to... Um, you know, being, like you said, Z, being vulnerable and being wrong, being right, being, you know, wherever you are in the particular journey, just like I am. And, you know, I want to thank y'all for just being dedicated and, you know, being along this journey with me. And I hope we continue in many more years to come. Uh -huh. Yeah. So well, thank you for you. having us, honey. Cause I know I'm a lot to do with sometimes. <laughs> I know I know bitch be late sometimes, but I really be trying. Like I really do. Cause I know your pussy was on fire for that interview in New York, baby. <laughs> I, I really did try. I try. I put my makeup on at the airport. I just, you know, New York isn't easy going through like the systems to get to places like that shit is complicated and confusing <laughs> but i made it you know i made it on time you know so what do y'all hope for the future um, first. Let's wait, and then we'll end so what i really hope for the future for uh marcia's play is i really really want marcia's play to um have some black natives on the show 
whether it be black trans natives, black cis natives, what have you. I really want to hear, I really want Marsha's Play audience to hear about black native folks because their story is very much different from mine. It's also very much different from y'all's because, you know, I'm in a community with, um, with uh, a bunch of them and just hearing the life story, I'm just like, wow, it's so unique. It's so, I feel like their story needs to be told and what better place than Marsha's Play. So that's kind of what I hope. Yeah. Okay. I think that was fun. You. Well, if listen, and I keep saying this, and Corona, I hope you hear me, Miss Girl. Please, we we got you, bitch. You got your tent from the back of the runway. You've been slaying the girls. You you it's grand prize. Go away. So we can finally. I want us to like be able to be in person and like this is one of my dreams like and I, it would be bomb to like do it with Marsha's play like to be able to go to universities I'm talking about and then speak at high schools and educate them about transness and, and then it doesn't have to be in depth I wanted I, I just want them to to know that there are different people in the world and I feel like when you reach people at a young age it, it will it will stop the discrimination and and maybe hopefully I can help a girl not go through the, all that all the fucking trauma that I that I used to go through when I was single trying to make a cis man understand who I am and, it, and or make a cis woman in, in general stand who I am, uh, understand who I am. Um, I feel like, um, and I will always feel this way with education and with having those difficult and complicated conversations, I feel like we can grow a lot. What about you, Z? I, what I would like to see is for Marsha's plate to grow so much to where we can make some good income to where I don't have to work for Oh, white men anymore. <clears throat> so where I have to worry about what my hair looks like or worry about stupid shit like just me existing as a trans person. That would be fun. Also, I would like to see more trans. But do you want to put in the work to do that? Because you got to put in like, baby, you can't sit on the egg like and expect for it to hatch. Like there's certain things and temperatures and like you got to turn the egg. You got to do certain things in order to make the egg hatch. You want to do the work in order to get to that place because it can be done. Yes, also all that extra shit. Also, as far as the trans perspective, I would like to hear more as well. <coughs> um, what else? I don't know. I would just really like to see. Wait, um, when you say the trans masculine perspective, because you are the trans masculine perspective within our femininity group on Marsha's play. Uh huh. What exactly do you mean? I mean, hearing more trans masculine voices. Oh, well, you got the key. Um, yeah. I do. You do as well. No, you um, do. Marsha's play has That's not it. my demographic. Also, you know, um, just the power. I can get a trans woman voices. before I can get a trans man. Our voices, you know, just really has the impact and just a miracle. <laughs> but just in general. All right, I'm going to close out with this. What I hope for, I'm actually loving where I'm at. 
I don't want to say I'm living my dream. I don't want to say that. But where we are going, the growth that we are getting, um, the audience that we are cultivating is actually where I wanted to be three years ago. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, do what we're doing now. I just, of course, I want to continue to grow, but I want to stay in this same real honest vein that we are in. And, you know, I love what I do. I love what we do. I love what we present to the world. And I want to thank everybody who supports us, who shares us, who comments, who all who are patrons, like, oh, my God, patrons. Thank y'all. Y'all just anybody who's willing to um, contribute to us their hard earned money to help us continue to grow and, um, you know, and thrive. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all are the MVPs. Um, new ones and old ones and all that kind of stuff. We love y'all and, you know, we appreciate y'all. Can I give a special shout out to, like, some people? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so definitely a special shout out to Terrell because he has been, like, throughout this journey with Marsha Play, he's been bombing but special shout out to UA, like, since I did the interview with you a long, long time ago, like, you have been one of my faves. Um, shout out to T with Queen and Jay for always fucking representing, whether it be the grapevine or your own, uh, own podcast. I hear you. I appreciate you. And what they be saying, um, I forgot what they say. But anyway, affirmation. Well, no, it's not affirmation. It's something like that. Anyway, a special shout out to all the people um, who have helped us throughout this journey, queer, queer global, queer global for having, um, for having our first show in New York. That was, that, that will always be something memorable. The Patty Brigade came and showed out. All of them. I said brigade. I said brigade. Yeah, brigade. Just sip the drink. Y'all heard what I said, brigade. So. Interhole Uprising, Queer Wild. Bag ladies, T with Queen and Jay. Um, you know, even you know, they're not a part of the Batty Brigade, but Box Five One Twelve. I mean, Box Five Twelve. Them, their new podcast coming up, doing their thing. I love them. I love Brianna. Trans um, people support other trans people. Let's make that be known. Love, yes. Let's make that a part of the culture. Trans right. or other trans folks. Um, you know, yeah. I just, I'm just, oh my God, it's just, I'm... Two, two more and I'm done. Ooh. All the people who have, like, during this, this pandemic, like, even though I don't be showing, I don't be asking, but the bitch was been trying to make shit, pull a motherfucking rabbit out of a hat. And those little coins coming in here and there from Cash App, I really, really appreciate it. And, um... That's it. That, that's it for right now. And I'll shout whoever else on the next episode, but I really, really appreciate everybody. Like, from, like, the people, like, from the personal, like, inboxes of just positivity and keep pushing this thing and keep in, like, the affirmations. Like, I love everybody. I may not respond all the time because, really, I have an issue with um, social media sometimes. But that's besides the point. Just know that I appreciate all y'all and I see y'all and I love y'all. And y'all my tribe. So UA, we want to thank you for hosting this show with us. I'm not gonna be editing for three, four, five hours of this <laughs> long ass episode. I want to thank you for um, taking the time to host with us, and I appreciate you for being a longtime supporter. That's why I chose you. 
And, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Clay. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope to work with y'all in the future. And for folks who are listening, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Estant That's A-S-D-Z-A-A underscore T-L-E-E-H-O-N-A-A-E-I. And I'll put, that sure I'll put that in the bottom. Perfect. Thank you. Diamond, I want to thank you for being the editor-in-chief <laughs> of this podcast. Also, putting in all that work, you know, making a hustle out of it, doing your thing, and relaxing while making your money. Shit, do what you do, as it should be. I appreciate you. And shout out to Diamond again for <laughs> always being the mother of the other community. But she ooh, made sure ooh. she made sure the girls was getting a coin during COVID. Cause you did. She was making sure her about her her daughter, her son was good, and she always made sure we good. And we love you, and we want to let you know that you are appreciated. Uh, and just in case nobody told you that this week or this month, bitch, you are the motherfucking moon in the stars, and can and you can nobody can nobody tell me different. And you are in your own lane. I know you don't want to be anybody else, but doggy yeah. style. And. I want to thank you for those YouTube lives. Them hoes is funny as fuck. Right. Also, I want to thank you for letting it be known that you don't want to be anyone else and that you got your titties at 16. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of here. We are out. Really quick, Can I make a quick announcement? Keep tuning in. Thank y'all. Y'all not about to get me in trouble. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) Bye, Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be.